Admiring what Jesus does doesn't matter if you miss who Jesus is. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. We are moving on today in Luke chapter 7. Uh, today we get another uh, Jesus encounter. Uh, Jesus um, and this story uh, performs a resurrection. Um, but it occurs to me that in the midst of performing the resurrection, the people watching, or at least some of the people watching, um, identified Jesus as a special person sent from God, but they're still not quite seeing him for who he truly is. Um, and so the connection point for us is there is a danger, I think, for us that we often identify mostly with what we see Jesus doing, and we can miss the point on who he really is. Um, if we chase the stuff, but not the relationship with the person of Christ, uh, we're missing the true gift. And so uh, today is a beautiful story, a powerful story of, of not just a healing, but a complete resurrection of a person who was already dead. Um, and that's a beautiful thing in and of itself. Jesus has power over the grave. Jesus says to death, be gone. <laughs> and uh, it's a great reminder that there's nothing. If Jesus has power over death, there's nothing uh, that Jesus is not greater than. And so that is an encouraging thing for us as we journey in faith in Christ. Um, but the warning side of this passage is uh, if we look too much uh, to the things that he's doing, we might miss who he is. We might miss the person he is. And there's so much more to Jesus than the miracles that he performs. Um, the God of heaven uh, decided that staying in heaven and waiting on us to get it wasn't enough. Uh, he made the decision to come to be with us. And that is a profound truth, and that's a profound um, aspect of the Jesus story that we don't want to miss. Uh, God, uh, God did not um, stay in his uh, heavenly realms. He came and walked the dusty paths of earth. He lived a fully human life. He experienced the ups and downs, the pains and sorrows, the losses and challenges of life as a human being. And so he knows our journey inside and out because he lived it. And um, the fact that he would come to be close to us, to be with us, uh, to rescue us from uh, our sinful state and to uh, encourage us with the promise of uh, life in the kingdom and uh, and offer us forgiveness and grace and mercy and restoration is a uh, is a truth that's remarkable. And so that is why he came, and that's his true identity. He's the Messiah of God. He is very God of very gods. Uh, he is of the same essence of the as the Father. Uh, there is no distinction between them, uh, only in the expression of God's personhood. Uh, God is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus is that uh, unique expression of God um, that we've come to know in in the person of Jesus. Um, and so today is an exciting passage, but also there's a bit of a warning. Uh, we'll be reading in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. 
And before we go to the Word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so much for my friends who are listening. Uh, Jesus, I thank you that you came. Um, and uh, there's a line in a, a current uh, worship song that says, you didn't want heaven without us. <laughs> so you brought heaven near. You brought heaven down. And I'm so grateful that you did. I'm so grateful that you did. Uh, Lord, if you wouldn't have come to pursue us, I'm not sure uh, we would have got it. I'm not sure we would have, I'm not sure it would have connected. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, of myself, and I am sure that I would, I would have missed it uh, without you coming near. And so I'm so grateful that you did that. And Father, I pray that as we study today, that your presence would come near to us once again, that your spirit would come and teach our hearts. And uh, Lord, show us what you want us to know today. We pray in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 7, 11 through 17. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bier they were carrying him on, and the bears stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. Isn't this a powerful story as we see the details of this uh, miraculous resurrection unfolding? And here's Jesus uh, going along through this town called Nain, and his disciples are with him in the, a large crowd. <laughs> Par for the course for Jesus, wherever he went, there would be a large crowd pressing in around him. And as he approached the town gate, this um, he notices this dead person is being carried out on a, on a, a cart or something. And um, he saw the mother of this person, and, he, and a large crowd from the town was with her. Now, that point is an interesting one. In this culture, uh, people grieved in communities. They grieved together, and um, they wailed, and they mourned, and they expressed that grief, and they got it out in a very uh, public way. And it wasn't just this mother and a few close family members. It was this mother and the whole town. A large crowd from the town was with her. And I think there's something to be said for the support of one's community when we go through significant times of loss. Um, a physical death of a loved one is a big, big deal. A, f uh, a spouse, a child, a, a parent, those are big things. A uh, sister, a brother. Um, uh, but uh, other losses feel like uh, a certain kind of death, divorce, uh, a job loss, um, an illness being uh, discovered, all of those things. And there's a grief that we experience at uh, the news of those kinds of losses as well. And it helps to have a community to grieve with us. It helps to have a community to journey with us. And in our day and age, as connected as we are through social media, uh, the reality is person to person, we're very disconnected 
And if we're not intentional about seeking community, it isn't going to just sneak up on us. It's something that we have to intentionally invest in. And we have to invest in those relationships. And we have to prioritize those relationships. And we have to invest in what's going on in others' lives when they're hurting. Um, and so uh, this whole notion of, of grieving in community, I think, is a very important thing. Uh, if we do it alone, uh, we're likely... Uh, there's likely that some part of that is is going to be um, not as fruitful as if we do it in community. Now, obviously, in grief, there's a, a space alone that we need to be in at times in order to uh, go through the stages of grief, anger, denial, uh, the pain, the expression of the grief, uh, and getting all of those uh, important aspects um, dealt with. Uh, but doing it in community is a wonderful gift. Uh, we have the support and encouragement of others who just love on us and decide to journey with us because they care about us. And uh, I love Jesus' response upon seeing this scene, particularly this mother, when he saw her. Uh, Luke tells us that his heart went out to her. Jesus was feeling the pain. He was identifying with her loss. He was identifying with what she was going through. And he lovingly comes up to her and says, don't cry. What she didn't know in that moment is what he knew he was about to do. <laughs> he was giving her a reason not to cry. He was giving her a reason to have a heart overflowing with joy. He goes up to the dead man on the cart and he says to him, young man, I say to you, get up. And in that instant, the young man sat up and began to talk and Luke says, Jesus gave him back to his mother um, in love to this woman. As his heart was moved by her situation, he gave her her son back. <laughs> this is, uh, in Luke's gospel, the first resurrection that we see Jesus perform publicly. Um, I think it's the first resurrection that we see him perform in his public ministry. Um, and Luke tells us the reaction was awesome. These people were filled with awe, and they instantly praised God. And they said, a great prophet has appeared among us. They said, God has come to help his people. Um, and then, obviously, the news of this event spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. The word spread like wildfire after this. This man can resurrect dead people? This is big news. Um, and obviously... Appropriately, they were filled with awe and moved to praise God. Now, it's interesting. They see that God has sent help in the form of this man. And the language is a little tricky here because I don't know if they're seeing him first as a great prophet and saying this is God's gift to us. He's come to help his people. Or if they're seeing beyond Jesus being a prophet to Jesus being God himself. Uh, first, Luke says, a great prophet has appeared to us, is their response. God has come to help his people. Now, I think what I'm reading here is that they're noticing Jesus as a prophet, which is well and good in seeing that he's a man of God sent by God to help his people. Um, but then the next line is a little unclear uh, as far as do they see Jesus as God or do they see Jesus as the gift of God? the gift that God has sent to come help his people. Um, and the point that I want to make is if they see him only as prophet, they miss the point. 
if they're transitioning to seeing him more deeply for who he is as as God himself, uh, then they're starting to get it. Now, sometimes we see Jesus um, rightly as a man of God, as a person deeply connected to God. And um, we have the benefit of the full counsel of Scripture, and we know theologically and we know otherwise that his identity is Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One of God, the Son of God, um, as God himself, fully divine, fully human. Um, but in that, in those early encounters, um, how people saw Jesus was interesting. And so when these statements are made, it's very important for us to take a close look at them. And so it's unclear. Did they see him as a prophet only, a special man of God, or did they were they beginning to see him as God himself? The point I want to make is, how do we see Jesus? What do we see when we look on the things that he's doing in our midst? Do we see him rightly as God himself? Do we worship him as God? Do we, do we love him as God? Or do we see him as a teacher, a prophet, a, a powerful person? Um, if he's a work and alive in your life, then you can believe that he is God uh, because it is his spiritual presence at work in you. Um, he's not just up there interceding for you. Um, he is dispatching all the resources of heaven uh, when your prayers come to his throne to deal with the problems in front of you. And uh, he is responding uh, and dispatching those resources because he's God. He can do it. They're his resources. And the moment you pray in his name uh, for some d- thing that you're desperate about, he hears that prayer and he responds appropriately according to his will for you. And so don't miss uh, who Jesus really is, my friends. He is very God of very gods. He is uh, equal in essence and nature with the Father. And uh, when we worship Jesus, we worship God. All right, my friends, enough of me rambling on. A great passage, and hopefully uh, you see the beauty of it and you're encouraged by it today. Um, Go uh, forth in his love today. And we'll look forward to getting together again tomorrow. God bless.